was forced to get off of home base we thought it was too dangerous. They said too many people are getting hurt. There were 10 people that were taken off site. A lot of people have been talking about these fires, but it was so much more than that. Podcast 99. Warning. This episode of Podcast 99 features a graphic description of sexual assault. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, folks, it's me, Ryan Lichten, here from Podcast 99 and Culture Dumps. We're back with another Survivor story. Today, we're talking to Tim. Tim was 17 years old. He went to Woodstock 99 with his older sister, who decided to break off from him to do her own thing, leaving him to his own devices. Tim, uh, his story is kind of sad, actually, is, is what we what we learned. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a very kind of isolated teen, angst-filled kind of experience um, that unfortunately includes him witnessing probably one of the most, uh, if not the absolute most graphic um, instance that we've heard on the show so far. I probably didn't phrase that as great as I could have, but here we are, right? So again, uh, you know, we wanted to include a little warning because yeah, there's going to be something kind of, kind of bad, really bad actually. So with that being said, this is our survivor story of the week. Welcome to Tim. So, all right, folks, I'm sitting here with Tim, who went to Woodstock 99. Tim, why don't you uh, tell us, uh, where were you at in 99? When did you hear about the concert? What, what was life like in 1989 okay, for you? Okay, so I, uh, I don't know when I heard about it. I guess, I guess it was out there. I was 17, and I was a junior in high school going into my senior year. It's a weird story, but I think out of the blue that of Woodstock Friday I guess it was a Thursday show but the Friday of the concert my sister said to me do you want to go to Woodstock because I have two (laughs) tickets she said I have two tickets and Linda can't go because she has her period okay (laughs) that was friend was having her period and she didn't want to go up there so you know I said yeah I'll go okay and um So I had no notice, maybe a couple hours. So I just, I I just got ready and, you know, and off we went. We, we left, I think Thursday night. That's what it was. We left Thursday night at maybe nine o'clock at night, you know, from where, okay. From Philadelphia area. So yeah. So right outside of Philadelphia and, I guess we drove all night or what was it? Five hours or so. Yeah. We probably left a little later. So, um, I, I, cause I believe once we pulled into Rome, the sun was up. So it must've been like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. So once we pulled into Rome, you know, the sun was coming up and, uh, yeah, uh, I was 17. My older sister was four years older than me. So I think she was, um, I think she had just graduated college. Um, so like, and, so uh, one person yeah. of the proper age to go to Woodstock '99, and, and a guy who's maybe just a little too young to to go to something like that. Too young, too immature. Um, yeah, I, you know, concerts were one thing, but yeah, I, I don't think I was in a good spot to be going. And uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, let me tell you this. Uh, I'll tell you this, and this really kind of sets the whole thing up. Um, I was on probation that year. Oh I got busted. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got, I was on juvenile probation. I got busted with pot and, um, you know, it was like a big deal to me. It was like a huge deal. Like, because I was, I was a pothead. I was like, um, I was just like a, like a friendly pothead. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, like a couple months before Woodstock, I couldn't smoke pot anymore. I was on probation and I had a probation officer and they could give me random drug tests whenever they wanted so I was, you know, how do you turn a pothead into an alcoholic? You put them on probation. <laughs> so that is that is a true statement. I mean, I just started drinking a lot that summer, you know, and uh, so that was the whole setup. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, if you we, with only hours to prepare, like, what do you pack? Like, uh, how do you uh, how do you prepare? Okay. It's it's the late nineties, so you you just wear your jean shorts. And you wear your jean shorts for the next day, and you wear your jean shorts for the next day. And we drove, I don't know, like I wore like probably rock t shirt. You know, I really didn't prepare well. And oh my God, like if it was, 
I, I don't even know how much money I had. Not a lot. So I think between me and my sister, we might have had a hundred dollars or oh, maybe two hundred. No. I don't know. Yeah, not a lot of money. Not a lot of money. And you know, some money's going in the gas tank on the way up, and we needed money for the way back. So whatever I whatever money I had in my pocket was probably how much I had. And I think I was probably like washing dishes or something this summer or, you know, making $5 an hour, $6, $7 an hour back in the late nineties, you know, um, I was a high school kid. So that's how I prepared. You know, we brought, we probably brought drinks up and, you know, got some thermoses from my dad and stuff like that. But, you know, you can't bring ice because you can't bring ice in and, you know, you can't. So anyway, that's how we prepared. You know, we just, we just drove up, you know, damn, just went for it. So yeah, we just went for it. Yeah. Uh, what, like, I mean, as far as the music goes, I mean, what, what acts were you stoked to see? I, I, I mean, oh. you know, there were so many that, that played so many different kinds of bands. I mean, what were you into that when you saw okay. the lineup, you're like, oh, absolutely, I'm going, or, or I want to go? You know what? Honestly, dude, honestly, and I, and I look back, and, and even how I was back then, I'm like, there's really nothing. Like, I, that's just <laughs> not my thing. Like, um, dude, I would have loved the first Woodstock, and I would have loved Woodstock 94. Um. And I really, I, I look back on that. And like, I remember driving up, looking at the card and I'm like, Oh, I think, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. They're kind of cool. Um, I like rock and roll. So like, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Metallica. Um, who else? I guess Limp Bizkit was popular that year. Definitely not my thing. Rap rock, not my thing. Um, that heavy metal corn, <laughs> not my thing at all. Um, I think, I, I think I was kind of tepid on Bush, you know. Um, I, I think they were popular in, like, 96. You know, they had, like, a... I think everybody I knew, that you heard them on the radio, you knew every word to their hits, you yeah. know. So they were okay, but I was not I was not a, uh, not a Limp Bizkit fan. I think Rage Against the Machine, I kind of had a little bit of interest in, but, like, just because I knew who they were, but, like, I don't know. It's just something that, you know... DMX, you know, not my thing. Uh, but, but you just yeah, wanted really, to go to 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 the to the uh, festival. You know what I mean? Like in general, then is, is what it sounds like. I think I think it, I thought I thought it would be cool. You know, I was down for like an adventure. You know. Yeah. So when you guys get there, I mean, where are you staying? Are, are you camping? Are, 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 okay. like, are you sleeping in the car? What, what's going on with that? Okay, we pulled our '87 uh, Chevy Celebrity into the whatever whatever that big lot is outside of that wall with the murals right okay so there was that mural wall and it went on forever and i guess towards the end of it you could park across the street from the road that the mural was lined up with so if the mural was on the right side of the road you could park on the left side of the road just pull into the grass and that's where we parked and we actually sent our tent up there too because well i'll tell you why because we well we park and we walk in and it's saturday morning and i think we heard um who opened up uh on on the, saturday uh, on saturday morning yeah the guy the uh james brown james oh, brown that, that would be friday oh Oh, God, I'm sorry. I keep getting sad. So it's Friday, okay. You know, we run into this a lot. It's uh, yeah, you know, well, not only I, I with the you. passage of time, but all the other stuff that goes into partying at a festival. Trust me, you're not the yep. first person to get the days mixed up. I'm telling you, yeah, you will. I definitely do have a lot of stuff mixed up as far as like what acts were what and what night was what. I mean, I have the schedule here in front of me, but like as far as my memories are concerned, like, you know, I used to think one thing and then I'm like, no, I couldn't have been because. But yeah, uh, I'll tell you, if you got me in like 2005, even 2010, I could have told you, boom, boom, boom. But the memories do get hazier now. It was 23 years ago, you know? Yeah. So yeah. We, we walk in Friday morning and we, we, we hear James Brown start. So like it was, that was our whole goal was to get there before, you know, it was too late or we didn't want to miss anything. So James Brown is starting and I'm telling you, we walk in. And I already saw porta potties overflowing into people's tents. Now, tents were tents were like ten feet away or twenty feet away from a porta potty, and there would be mud 
Ugh. or like yeah, a, liquid mud, whatever, into like in the people's they were people were moving their tents when we walked in, you know, and the porta potty situation was already disgusting. So we're just walking around trying to get our um, bearings like about where everything is, and and some dude holds up some mushroom. And it's like a mushroom. <laughs> it's like a mushroom out of a cartoon. And, um, you know, it, 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 like I never saw mushrooms like this. Like the mushroom, like I, you know, I, I, I was a pothead and, and I had done hallucinogenics and I had done mushrooms at that time. By that time in high school, <laughs> that's another thing. Looking back, like, oh my God, I can't believe like I did all this shit when I was so young. But sure. um, I, I like, um, we, we look at this mushroom we're like, oh my god! Uh, like we're, we look at each other, and, and we're just like, uh, yeah, let's go hit the liquor store. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you know, if it was if it was a couple months before, I would have been fine. I would have bought a bag of weed up, and uh, you know, that would have been my whole weekend. You know, I would have been fine. So we were like, all right, yeah. So we get out of um, we get out of there even before like when we first walk in, and we went to Rome to go get liquor at this liquor store, and we got you know, vodka and something else, probably like, um, uh, probably rum. And we got like a red freaking two liter of high C, you know? And that's what, yeah. Like that's what we mixed our drinks with. Like, you know, so anyway, we, uh, uh, that, that's how we started. And we pull back into our spot with our, our tent. And, uh, I don't know if we drank later than that or, uh, yeah, it was a little hazy, but I don't, I don't. Do you know what time James Brown came on? Um, let's see. I actually have that stuff right in front, of, like right around like one thirty ish, uh, like maybe two two in the afternoon, but 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 around what one, one in between one and two. Okay, so it, it took us a little bit of time to you know go to town, and it's probably like late afternoon now, and then uh, we just started drinking, and uh, and then this is like the main thing, like. Me and my sister split up. She's like, you know, I guess we didn't want to be around each other the whole entire weekend. Like she was older than me and, you know, uh, right. and, and, and it was cool. It was like, all right, yeah, we're good. We're good. You good. You drinking off. All right. Yeah, let's go. So she went on her way and I went on mine and like, I might've met up with her like one or two times the whole weekend. Wow. You know, so, so yep, just a, just was, a it, young wolf, you know, just, just Roman, Roman solo. That was it, man. I was just Roman solo. So I do have a different perspective than other people when it comes to, like, I do see a lot of, like, revisionist history, of, and I hear it, too, on your show now. Like, oh, it was fine. It was fine. I was with my friends. Like, I was by myself. I was watching people. Like, I was, you know, it was... It, it was interesting being by yourself, you now, know, now, not the quick, best thing in the world. I, I want to back up really quick. So when you guys yeah. go into town, what was like, what was Rome like during Woodstock 99? I mean, it's a small town. I mean, what was, did it seem like the town was like embracing it? But did you see like Woodstock okay, 99 people was, everywhere? What, what was it like? Um, well, we you saw Woodstock 99 people everywhere. Yeah. And the town was embracing it because I remember talking to some local and he was like, I think this is good. Nobody knows where Rome is. And, you know, this is good for Rome. I just remember hearing that, you know. Right. Yeah, well, they sure, yeah, know, and, they sure know about it now. <laughs> well, yeah, and I heard Rome was not in great shape anymore. Uh, I, th- I think I remember hearing that. that. It's got a big drug problem and oh yeah, uh, things like that. I well, mean, you know, a lot small of towns. Town, you know, it's, just, it's small yeah. town syndrome. Right, yeah. A lot of towns are like that in upstate New York and small town PA. You know, it's... Uh, but it was a different town. It wasn't like, you know, Utica or Ithaca or the Catskills. It was like some weird town, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and when you guys you know, got the got the liquor, did you bring it back into the festival or did you like, you know, where you're just no, like tailgating we, no. before you went back in? Yeah, we just tailgated at the car, you know, and we just drank enough to get drunk. And, uh, you know, we're already spending money on food now. So the money's like dwindling. So I think when we went to town, we got a little food, too. And, you know, probably spent $40 on liquor, maybe 50, you know, so the money's getting less and less and less between whatever the hell it was, 150, 200. I don't know. Um, But that was it. Yeah, we tailgated and we went back in. She went her way. I went mine. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So 
now that you're and then by also, yourself. Let me ask you this. Yeah, yeah, let me ask it. you this. When when did Andy Dick do his thing? Oh, I believe that was – it was definitely on the West stage starting out because they had uh, the group Spitfire uh, opening up the West stage each day, and he came out. I want to say that was maybe Saturday, but did you see Andy Dick? Like, Did you see that performance? I did. I did, I Tell did me about see that. Andy Dick. I liked it. I thought he was funny. <laughs> and I, still, I, I still think Andy Dick is funny, and I think I, – I think, so there, here comes another memory. So we must not have left – I think Andy Dick might have been Friday, so – we saw Andy Dick, and, you know, it, my sister didn't like him. And I think, like, we had gone sort of kind of near the stage. Like, I think we were, like, like hugging the left side. So, like, if the crowd was, like, right in front, you would try to, like, go to the left and on the side of everybody so you could get closer to the stage that way. And, you know, we saw – Andy Dick was just a goofball, but I remember she didn't like him. And I, I remember I thought he was, okay, okay. Like, he was – a comedian, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, but, I, I but heard already, that he got booed. Like what, what was the crowd's reaction to, to his deal? I, I don't even remember. I, I, yeah. I, right. I don't even remember. Yeah. I, I don't even remember. I, I just remember. I thought he was kind of funny. I always kind of liked Andy Dick, you know, yeah, he's a sure. kind of funny comedian. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's a goof. So you're 17 years yeah. old. Your, your older sister says, Hey, we're parting ways here. It's the first day. Now that you're alone wandering around, I mean, what are the sights, sounds, and smells of Woodstock 99 to a 17-year-old, you know, solo dude? Well, yeah, like I said, um, we already saw the overflowing porta-potties, and that was not an exaggeration. That wasn't something that I came up with after I saw these documentaries. That was something I noticed right away, and it was disgusting. I mean, like, it, it, it's just, it, it just set the tone. You know, it's just set the tone. If you had to take a piss, you either waited in line for some horrible porta potty, or maybe you found like some that are cleaner than others somewhere, and you had to wait in line for it. And you know, you got to pee all the time. You know, yeah. you got to pee every couple hours. <laughs> like, and it took such it was such a process to go from stage to like you know to the porta potty. You know, and you might be waiting for twenty minutes to pee. Oh my you know? god. Yeah, it was just it was crazy. And that was that was how I felt from the get-go. You know, it was gross. It was just gross. Yeah, sure. I mean, and the place is huge. So, I mean, what were like when you walk in and you get into Woodstock and, and well, I mean, after you and your sister part ways, let's say, like do, are you feeling like overwhelmed at all just like the sheer size of the place, like with all the people well, and everything? No, not overwhelmed by the size of it or like having to get they were just factors in you know what became you know the shit show it that really started to have an effect after friday i would say but i mean i, I wasn't overwhelmed by it or intimidated by it but it, it became part of the drag of it like if you wanted to see someone and then you had to go to the bathroom or if you wanted to see someone then you wanted to get something to eat and then the timing of oh when's this person coming on are they on the east stage the west stage like it just became a real process. So if you were over by the vendors uh, or the drum circle or the entrance where our car was, um, where we got patted down and you wanted to walk to the stage, it was a process, you know? And if you wanted to get close to the stage, it was really a process, you know? It yeah. was just, you had to just, you know, you have people coming at you leaving and people going forward. And it was the closer you got, the more jammed up it got. And it was, you know, it was it was honest to God, like a real. It, it was a lot of work just to go to the stage. You know. Yeah, sure. Now, yeah. what other acts do you remember seeing like early on? Um, and, and again, I, I know that the days are going to get you know a, a little a little cloudy here, but uh, you know, like so it's the first day. You, you know, you guys split up like on your music roster. Like, who are you trying to see at this time? Like, like who do you remember seeing on, on that first day? Um, I think I remember seeing Jamiroquai on that first day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think he was, I, I, I thought he was okay. I, I just, uh, I thought he was okay. I, I know a lot of people said they didn't like him or whatever, but you know, the one or two songs that I heard, it was fine. You know, um, uh, I think I might've saw Sheryl Crow and live. I don't, I don't, I don't know hundred percent. I know I saw Bush at the end of the night. Right. Um, I know I saw Bush at the end of the night. And as far as the corn thing, that might have been when we were drinking, but that was actually a little too late. It was already dark by then. I think I went, I think I went in after, 
I definitely wasn't at the front for corn because I, you know, I never saw that until I saw the documentaries, you know, or maybe listening to your podcast and then watching on YouTube. I think that's when the first time I saw that whole corn, you know, yeah, the, uh, the giant thing. pit of doom. Right. So that was the East stage. And that's kind of where I hung out. Mostly the whole time was the East stage. But, uh, so really Friday was, um, kind of uneventful, um, kind of uneventful because I don't know, just, it just, it, time just, time just went, you know, and I, I don't remember any standout bands and, and I just remember Bush, you know, um, and there wasn't anything, you know, notable. Right. Now, yeah. uh, you know, I, I know that you guys tailgated before you went in. I mean, were you able to get alcohol while you were in there, you know, be, being underage or, I mean, are you just kind of like, you know, whatever I had before I came in, that's it kind of a deal. I think, I think it was whatever I had when I, when I came in was, was it, that was, that was the way it was. Yeah. So, you know, that was it. Did you feel yep. like shitty at all? I mean, you know, cause getting drunk. Absolutely. Like that, that... Absolutely. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. Like, like looking back, uh, looking back, is just crazy. Like it just makes me sick even thinking about it. But I remember it was just hard getting the liquor down and, uh, you know, you weren't, I was just drinking for effect. I wasn't drinking to enjoy cocktails or anything. Like I was drinking to get drunk, you know? And, uh, yeah, like I said, like I was a pothead who couldn't smoke pot. So, yeah. you know, alcohol, alcohol was the only thing I could really do. And by the way, I couldn't really handle my liquor very well. <laughs> you know, I couldn't, I, I don't drink today. You know what I mean? I'm a member of AA and, uh, you know, I, I just, I quit alcohol, uh, 10 years later, 13 years later after that. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so I did feel like shit. It was, yeah, <laughs> That's so fucked up. Because I know it, it, it was so hot and, and all. I mean, like, yeah, that didn't do, help. Do you just sweat it out, like, like absolutely. within hours? Yeah, it, absolutely, absolutely. You just you just sweat it out, and uh, you know, it, it's you you bought you drinking. You know, you needed water. You needed water, and the water was expensive, and that was not that was not something that I, again, got off of the documentary or whatever. I used to talk about that years ago. Like, water was $4. Dude, that was a big deal back then. You know, like... Yeah, absolutely. Buy a, I mean, still. A, oh, my God. Yeah, like, $20 got you a lot further in the 90s. Like, $20 was enough for, like, a Friday night and a Saturday night back then. You know what I mean? Like, you could get a pack of cigarettes and, and uh, you know, alcohol and still have money left over for food. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, for one night and that was all for 10 bucks you know for one night you know you could get a six pack a pack of cigarettes and still have something to eat you know and that was not that was ten dollars and so twenty dollars you know technically should have got you a little further but money was a little bit different back then you know and uh prices prices were not crazy like they are now and you know going to a festival like that that was shocking was the price of water shocking yeah. Did did you try and get any of like the free water from like the stations? Absolutely. Or what, what, Absolutely. What, what was the scene like at like the water fountains? It was disgusting. Like uh, it was just you know you had you had to wait in line, and then you filled your water and you just fill one water and then you drink it because oh my god during the day was so hot, like it was so hot you couldn't escape the sun. It was it, it was you know the asphalt, all that stuff that everyone talks about is real. Like it, it was that asphalt was burning hot. That, that you know that sun. They say it was like a hundred degrees. It was it was hot. That it was very hot. Yeah, you know? that, I mean that, it's so crazy to me. Again, like the the pricing and all that. Again, like you like you said, you know, back in the day, you know, twenty bucks could really really go for a while. But then you get there and all that goes out the window. And I mean, you're a young Absolutely. dude at that time. And uh, now let, let me ask you this: You, you said that you're you know uh, on probation, you couldn't smoke weed, and that was your big thing. Like, yep. I mean, was I'm sure it was just everywhere all around you. But like, yeah, well, um, like, yeah. Was, was, did that make it tougher? or... Yeah, it didn't make me happy. It just made me like, you know, I just, I, I really craved weed. Like, I, I, you know, I wasn't, I just really wish I could have smoked, you know, and I hated the fact that I was on probation. It wasn't fun. So, you know, maybe I, I think for me personally, the concert would have been a lot better if I could have smoked weed. You know, it wouldn't sure. have been like, I wouldn't have said the bands were great and all, but maybe they would have sounded a little better if I was high, you know? Yeah, <laughs> to totally. Now, you, you said you saw Bush, which was the headliner of the first day. After that, that's when the rave starts. Did you check that out at all? No, I wish I did, being older now and looking back, you know? Right. And, uh, yeah, I wish I did. I, I don't like rave music or anything like that, so I think I just kind of avoided it. Or I also probably just went to the car and went to bed, 
You know what I mean? By was that it time. easy, you know, because you guys got there at the start of the day, and I'm sure you guys got your spot. Like, did you find it difficult to find where you parked, like, now that all these um, other people had flooded in by the time you went back? No, 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 because we were right off the road. Like, we were right off the road. And I guess we, there might have sometimes been, like, two cars deep, but I don't think so. I think it was, like, you were the car in the road. That was your spot, you know? And um, our so it went road, car, tent. And we put the tent in front of the car. And oh. so it went road, car, tent. Yeah. So I, that's where I slept. I slept in the tent. I think uh, I think one of the nights, maybe Saturday, I slept in the car. So one of the nights I slept in the tent. One of the nights I slept in the car. And But no, it wasn't hard to find it because really you just walk down the road. You look to the right. When you see your car, you see your car, you know? Yeah, sure. Now, when you get back to the tent, I mean, did, like, did your sister come back every night? Um, every now and then, like I would run into her. Like, so I saw her, I think Saturday, I don't remember exactly when it was. And I tell you, I, 10 years ago, I could have told you better. 15 years ago, I could have told you better. That's all right. When, when we ran into each other and stuff like that. And I think we did well run into each other, uh, Saturday night, uh, or Saturday during the day. I think she gave me money again. She wanted to do her own thing. She wanted to hang out with people, uh, you know, and she, she like made friends there and stuff, you know? Right. Um, and it's I, a little harder to do a, when, you, when you're in high school. You know, you feel kind of awkward. So I, I can imagine that being, you know, being her age, it would probably be a lot easier to, you know, make fast friends. Whereas, you know, you being a teenager, it's a little bit dip, more difficult. Yeah, that, that, that's true. So we did run into each other at times. I think we left notes for each other on car. You know what I mean? Like, I'll meet you here at three, things like that, you know? Yeah. And so I think when we met again, whenever it was, like she gave me a little more money, we drank again, you know, I got a little more money for food for the next day and things like that, you know? I'm, I'm imagining, you know, when you guys go to the car to get booze, I mean, and it, it's scorching hot outside, like that liquor must have been fucking hot <laughs> when that you were drinking was, it. That, I, I don't think I even was in the mood Saturday by that time because it was scorching hot. We didn't have a bag of ice or anything like that. It was gross. Yeah, so I mean, I did... I, <laughs> It just it sounds was miserable. <laughs> and like all all mixing it with uh, high C or Kool-Aid or whatever. The Which hell again had, is hot. Yeah. Like all that does is make it longer for you to get the alcohol in your system. It just makes it more disgusting for longer periods of time. Like it didn't make it better, you know? Yeah. So I think I ended up taking shots and chasing, which yeah, totally. you know, wasn't great either because, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and then it's fucking hot out. So Saturday, you know, Saturday is the most you know, kind of legendary and controversial day music wise of, of the whole festival. Obviously we know all the stuff that happened Sunday, but um, so Saturday when you guys go back in after, after sleeping, I mean, was there a, a noticeable difference on the, like in the grounds and the way things were like as far as trash and sanitation and all that, or did it seem kind of like yeah, the first day? Yeah. So I thought Friday was bad. And so Saturday was just worse. And now like you're just becoming more used to it. So as it gets worse and worse, it just, um, you know, I guess you kind of like are, are adapting to it. But yes, it was getting worse. Like it was getting more disgusting. And the water bottles were everywhere and the trash was everywhere. It was just getting, you know, more disgusting. And, and, and by that time, I'm, I'm trying to be done using the porta potties. So like you would go to piss anywhere you could behind, uh, <laughs> behind the vendor, like four feet away from the vendors. I think there was like, like a little patch of grass somewhere to the left of the stage. Uh, I think I remember going to the bathroom over there. I don't recall hundred percent shitting, but right. uh, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent on that. You know, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. The, the situation's just getting, it's just deteriorating. Yeah. So you know, as far Saturday, as the, as far as the shitting thing, it's funny, you know, most people we, we've talked to that that wasn't even an option, you know, they're just like right. made up their minds right away that nope, well, that's not happening. Let me put it this way. When I went into the first porta potty, I saw, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I opened the door and there was already shit coming out of the toilet. Oh, okay. Like a monster. I'm not that like there was, it was already overflowing. It was already. You know, so you would just oh, hold your nose and, you know, try to piss in the urinal, you know, and not look at it. It was just <laughs> god awful. It was just god awful. So by Saturday, I had made my mind up that I'm like done doing that. Like, you know, you hold it in, you piss wherever the hell you can, you know. Right. And, uh, 
but yeah, I was still optimistic, you know, I was still holding on to like hope that there's going to be fun times, you know, and, uh, do, do you think you, that, do you think that it would have been more fun? I mean, again, it, it's just, you know, it's crazy to me to be alone, like essentially at, at this thing. Like if you were with your buddies, like, do you think it, it would have made it a, any better? Or was it still kind of just like, okay, like this is what it is kind of a thing. Absolutely. It would have made it better. I mean, if I had one other person, but, um, yeah, it was, it was just, you know, I was just like, yeah, it was, I was just alone the whole time. It was, yeah, I didn't have any friends with me. It was just, yeah, it was a very odd thing. Very odd. Yeah, it, it, it seems like it. What, what kind of, like, do you remember, you know, you said that you were just kind of looking at people and stuff, like, what, while you're there alone. Do you have any specific memories of, like, Woodstock 99 freaks and weirdos that you saw walking around? Well, I guess the first thing you would say was, like, you know, the topless women. You know, uh, you saw a shitload of that, and um, other than that, you know, I think as far as the people, I think people were like starting to get beaten down by the weather, by the conditions, by the whole va- how vast the place was. You know, yeah. I mean, it was it was it was noticeable even Saturday that it was like, dude, it was really really hot out. People were starting to get beaten down. You know, yeah. Now, uh, as far as the music goes uh, on Saturday, who do you remember seeing? Uh, well, I just I, I made it a point to see Limp Bizkit because that was what everybody was talking about. You know, um, I remember. Um, okay, so I be, being by myself, I went towards the front of the stage. I was. I remember seeing Wyclef. I remember thinking he was cool. I think Kid Rock was playing, but I wasn't like up close or anything, like not my kind of music. Like I think Kid Rock was like a cornball in the nineties and like even today, you know, I'm not a huge Kid Rock guy. Yeah. Um, but I thought I thought he was corny back then. Like his name is Kid Rock. Like that's the, <laughs> that's 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 the pseudonym he came up with. Like I could have thought of something better, but you know, um, Kid Rock. Um, so anyway, and, and, I, well, I remember seeing. And you said you saw yeah. Wyclef. Now Wyclef Jean yeah. to us is kind of one of the most bizarre sets that we've seen. Um, I know he plays a couple of his actual songs, but to us it seemed like he was kind of just like winging it. I mean, do you have any any specific memories of his set, like when he does the Star Spangled Banner, or, or like were you just did like he, down with it? Did I, I think I was down with it. Did he do Bob Marley? Do I, uh, do I, I think, I'm not sure if he did, but he did like, I mean, he did Bob Marley adjacent stuff for sure. Okay. Yeah. That, so I, I kind of liked them. Yeah. I kind of sure. liked them. Sure. Um, and then counting crows, I was not a, a counting crows fan. Um, but I liked them too. I thought they were okay. You know, like, I don't know. I was kind of into that, like hippie stuff, like the spirit of Woodstock. Like, I don't know. They yeah. probably shouldn't have called it Woodstock unless they were, you know, I, I just thought it was a bizarre uh, thing. Like, I, I don't know. Well, I just well, let remember... me ask you about that, you know, because we, we yeah. always talk about, you know, like the 69 vibes versus 99 vibes. Now, like, I mean, yes, it's called Woodstock. It was thrown by one of the original founders of the of actual Woodstock. I mean, was there any kind of semblance to what you would consider to be real Woodstock stuff, or did it kind of seem totally overblown from the start, you know, and, and totally off, uh, off the mark? hundred percent overblown. It was like you were walking into a mall, you know, like <laughs> that's what it was. It was like, it's just a, like, like the whole vendor thing. And, um, it was, it didn't have one ounce of Woodstock. It was just the place where it was the tarmac. Um, it didn't have one ounce of, I don't know. I wasn't at Woodstock. Um, but I, you know, when I look at Woodstock 94, I was in, I was in sixth grade going into seventh when like Woodstock 94 was on MTV the whole entire weekend. Like, right. That's that like would have that been, uh, yeah, that would have been way up my alley. Woodstock 94, you know? And I, I think it's kind of like the forgotten Woodstock because, the original Woodstock's the original Woodstock. Woodstock 99 had the problems, and that's why people talk about it. Um, but Woodstock 94 was so under the radar, and I know there was, like, some problems, but, like, the bands that played, that alternative, early 90s alternative music, and, um, you know, uh, uh, um, 
a nod to the classic rock bands that showed up. Yeah. Way. That would have been way more up my alley. Yeah, I agree. I I, I totally, you know, we've always said, yeah, like Woodstock 94, no one really talks about it because it kind of went off without a hitch and it was just a great time. You know, I mean, you know, despite the the problems that it had, uh, it wasn't what 99 became. So getting back to the matter at hand here. So you're seeing Limp Biscuit, which, you know, you're not that into, but that's what everyone's talking about. They have that prime slot in the, in the day. What was that like being there? To okay. See that? Folks, so that was, that was, all right. Again, I probably walked away during Dave Matthews to go to the bathroom or something. Um, and then walked back up to the front of the stage. Cause everybody in the world is talking about, um, everybody in the world is talking about Limp Bizkit. So, um, I'm like, all right, just naive. I'm going to walk up to see what everything's about. Um, oh man! <laughs> so I I just walked towards the front of the stage, um, and I didn't know what I was walking into. I really didn't. Um, all of a sudden, and I'll just say I was pretty close to the front. So if you're looking at the stage, I was to the front, to the right, okay, and but really close to the center of the stage. And I didn't know what I was walking into. So. I didn't know the whole place was a mosh pit or there was just a mosh pit over here or what. But once that music started playing, this dude who was in front of me was like a monster. Now I'm a small guy. (laughs) I'm a small guy now. I'm a small guy now. I was even smaller when I was 17. Sure. Uh, I I probably weighed 50 pounds less. Um, This dude just starts pushing me and he's just, he's, and I'm like on the ground and I'm like, what are you doing? Like I didn't walk, I didn't, I didn't walk into a mosh pit. He just started pushing people and he was pushing me. I get off the ground and he throws me again. And I'm like, what, what is going on? And I couldn't get up. Cause every time I kept getting up, he would just throw me. Jesus. And I was just, yeah, this is like, it wasn't like gentle. It wasn't like a mosh pit where you're, where you're bumping shoulders and you know, I, he just kept throwing me. So just a bully. Yeah. I, I I just try to get as far away as I can. And I back up and I go into like a line of people who are just making a circle around this psychopath. And the the people are like, who are grabbing me are like, dude, you better get out of here. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. People are telling you that you must've looked, you know, fairly naive or, I mean, I mean, you were fucking young, you know, I'm sure that some people are picking up on that. And I mean, to be told like at the start of a concert, like you better get out of here. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, that was terrifying. I had no idea anything like that was going to happen. So they, I'm like, I guess you're right. Cause I don't know. I don't even know what's happening right now. So I just start walking away from the stage and I ran into two guys from my hometown who are like literally a block away from my house. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Jerry and Corey. And, um, they just, they're like, yo, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I tell them about what just happened. And they're like, Oh dude, hang out with us. Now I'm like halfway into the crowd or more towards the back. So, um, they have those blankets, you know, how people are throwing each other up on those blankets. Did you yeah. see that? Okay. So they have bed sheets or blankets or whatever. And that was like what they were doing. That was like their thing. And so I'm like, all right, I'll get in on this. And so I like, they would throw me up in the air and then I would come down and then like you, would, you would bounce for five minutes and then, um, then you would help them do it. And I, I did that for a little while. So that was kind of cool. So like after having kind of felt like I almost just got killed, um, to have that happen was kind of cool, you know? Right. Now, you know, with the exception of the, of the fucking crazy bully, I mean, like that crowd is really, really intense. Like when you watch it, you know, in, in, in retrospect, I mean, even though you found your friends, did you f- still kind of feel like, okay, this is like a serious kind of situation, you know, like no. as, as the set went on or, or did it become fun once you got away from the fucking crazy guy? It, it was it was crazy walking in and it was crazy like walking out getting out of there wasn't easy to do so like once i found them I, you know i felt safe in, in their little spot they weren't too close um but it, i really was really was shaking up you know and uh you know that changed everything for me you know yeah. that changed the whole weekend for me um i guess there was still a little bit of optimism on sunday but so 
I, I didn't hang out with them for that long. I might've had, I might've hung out with them for an hour. And then I guess once the set was gone or whatever, we uh, went our separate ways, you know? Damn alone again. So uh, after Lynn yeah. Biscuit plays and, and you get out of there, what's kind of the scene like, you know? Cause I mean, I know that, you know, people started kind of pulling apart the sound towers and, and things like that. I mean, did it seem like people chilled out after Lynn Biscuit was done getting ready for rage or was like, the mood just completely swung in a different direction. Well, I don't know how it was for everybody else, but for the mood in general, um, it, it was kind of just like, a, you know, that was crazy. Like, you know, it was something happened. Something happened. Like, it was, dude, they talk about it. The, 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 the guy who set up Woodstock, they're all blaming Limp Bizkit. I was so close to the stage and, and, and experienced it for myself. I, I don't know what the whole mood of the whole place was, but the mood for me, you know, it was definitely sour after that. Um, you know, yeah, it was definitely sour. Yeah. Not not Woodstock. <laughs> uh, no, I was out the window by then. Out the window. <laughs> so after Limp Bizkit, you know, and this is like the trifecta because you had Limp Bizkit, then Rage Against the Machine, and then Metallica. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Did you catch any of the other uh, main stage acts that, that night after Limp Bizkit? Well, Rage Against the Machine and Metallica. All right, so I didn't go back to the car. I was there for the. I, I was there till the end that night. Um, but I don't remember Metallica. I think I fell asleep during Metallica. I don't know how that's possible, but <laughs> I, I. Well, I I did fall asleep for Metallica because everybody like. Well, I think we should talk about the incident that I mentioned on the email to you before I bring up Metallica, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, now I don't. Now there is a there is a chance that this happened on Friday night. I'm not positive, but I, I'm pretty sure it was Saturday night and I'm pretty sure it was rage against the machine. Cause it was now it was dark out. Okay. So, uh, I, I want to say that this happened during rage against the machine. Uh, I was in the crowd. Like, what do you do? What's that? Like, you don't just go sit in the car the whole time. Like I, I almost got killed during Limp Bizkit. So I'm still, <laughs> I'm still hanging in there though. I'm still hanging in there. So I'm still like in the crowd with the crowd, uh, just trying to, kind of enjoy the show or whatever the hell was going on and i'm in the crowd and some this is during rage i'm pretty sure some dude walks up like right kind of like in front of the people i'm around all total strangers and he's got a girl with him who is like wrecked um i'm 17 years old i know what a fucking drunk girl looks like and he starts eating her out in no. the middle in the middle of the field in the middle of the field, in front of a whole group of people, That's he laid disturbing. her down. It's so fucked up. Looking back on it, like at the time, I was like, first of all, that's disgusting. You don't do that in front of other people. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. I mean, Jesus. That Christ. was that was that was my initial reaction. So, like, you don't do that. So I wasn't sticking around, right? So it was only like, you know, once he started doing that, everybody like got the fuck away from him. You know, Christ, and, um, and no one's. I mean, I you know, I don't blame you for not for not stepping in or anything. I mean, you were a young kid, you know, and like that's what oh, that was the thing. But that, yeah, no, no yeah, one, no one thing. stepped in or anything, huh? Yeah. Well, at the time, like I just kind of walked away because I didn't know who he was. I didn't know who she was. Um, I didn't know if they were together or what. But like, like in in you know, drunk girls, whatever, nineties. I don't know. Kind of maybe different. Twenty twenty two, dude. That is rape. Like, but like. It didn't Absolutely. like register. Yeah. Like it didn't register to me at that second. My whole thing was, dude, that's disgusting. I'm fucking out of here. I'm not standing while you're like eating this girl out. You know what I mean? Like that's that. Yeah. That, but like, you know what I mean? Like that was the, that was the reaction. But it seems like just like a disturbing day for you. You know, I mean, like dude, you're getting punked, dude. you're seeing that. Like that's got to be, that's a lot for a, a teen, you know, even like a party dude, that, teen. That's a lot. That was, dude. That, that was like, that was fucked up. And so I just got the fuck away from that whole scene where he started, you know, eating her fucking pussy in front of all these people. Um, but like, you know, this day and age, like I wouldn't let that happen or I, I, I don't know. Like, who am I to say, who is that girl? Is she all right? How drunk is she? Like, I don't know. Like she was still semi kind of with it, but like she was fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, it, it just, yeah. it's just a all around shitty fucked up situation where yeah i mean you don't know but it seems pretty you know it doesn't look good like all around it doesn't look good but yeah i mean how can you know and i mean knowing what we know now about what happened at woodstock 99 i mean you know it's it, that's 
kind of fits in with the the whole narrative and, right. the, and the horror story that, that it was. But yeah, I, I right. can imagine well, it being confusing, yeah. scary, disgusting, all that stuff, <clears throat> all at once. The first reaction is just, oh, uh, uh, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? But like looking back nowadays, it's like, dude, she's probably one of the girls who fucking said she got raped. You yeah, know what I mean? It's terrible. I, I don't know. Like I always kind of thought that. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I yeah, it, it is. I, I don't know if she was. Maybe she was with him. But why the fuck would he do that right in the middle of the field? Yeah. You know. So I yeah. think he's. She. I think she. Looking back, I think she was a girl that he was taking advantage of. You know. I mean, it sure um, sounds like it. Yeah, I mean, it's just disgusting. Dude. And, and like, I mean, like, so, so the music's playing. There's a there's thousands of people around. That's happening. I mean, fuck, like, yeah. what, what a fucking just crazy moment. So then, I mean, that's that's during uh, rage. You said now, like, did you try? I mean, what, what do you do after you walk away from, from that? You know, well, was, a head well, full well, of I that. just, I just. I think, dude, I was fucked up too. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think I was drinking too. I think the two dudes who I was, uh, uh, was on the bounce thing with had liquor, you know, and was drinking a little more. And but this, I was also just tired as fuck. So, whatever, like wherever I went in that crowd, now now I'm further towards the back. I'm a little more wary about going towards the front. I just like sat down on the grass and whatever, like laid, like laid down for a second. And dude, the next thing I remember was people waking me up saying, yo, Metallica was awesome. You slept through <laughs> it. Like, oh my God, it was awesome. So I fell asleep during that intermission between Rage and, and Metallica, you know? And uh, I would that, be terrified you know, I just, if I fell asleep at Woodstock 99. I mean, like, to, and no one that, fucked with you or anything. No one tried to, like, take, like, pick I, I, did, I didn't have, I, I didn't have, like, a dollar for them to steal. I think, uh, you know, I was just laying in the grass and just, I was just sleeping. It was just, I was just some sleeping dude. I wasn't the only one, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I know, you know, so it was just basically get back to the car at that point. Now it's Saturday night, and I go pass out in either the car or the tent, you know? And uh, so that was, yeah, that was Saturday. Saturday was a Saturday was crazy. Did you know, you that ever, was... That, did uh, you ever talk to your sister about, like, like the stuff that she was doing during all this time? Ah. Uh, you know, she was like hanging out with a group of friends who she met who I think they were like Brazilian or some shit or I don't know. Um, I don't know. You know, um, she was like, I know she like hooked up with some guy. I would love um, to hear her story just to get like the different side of this trip, you know? Yeah. I mean, she had, she, she found a group of friends, you know, and did you ever see the, um, the truck or it was a big, big ass bus across the street from that wall. And it said, it said, um, it said, don't laugh. Your daughter might be inside. Oh, and shit. Like, oh, you know what? I have yeah, seen a all... picture of that. Yeah. 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 So that we weren't too far from them. And, uh, you know, I think my sister got in there, you know, no. us to just like, no, just to hang out. Just right. to like, it was a joke. <laughs> you know, it was a joke. But yeah, she was doing her own thing, dude. And I don't even know what the fuck she was doing, you know? Like, so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just needed her for money every once in a while, you know? Right. So that was that was Saturday into Sunday. And know? now now it's Sunday, the final day of Woodstock 99. You've been pushed yeah. around. You've seen what, by all intents and purposes, seems like a completely blatant sexual assault. You've, yep. you know, you, you met up with some people that you knew and then you left them. You've been getting drunk. You slept through Metallica. It's now Sunday. What is Sunday like? Sunday was like... Aunt Sunday was completely, I think I might've like met up with my sister and got some money. Um, so the money doesn't last, you know, like I think Everlast, I remember seeing Everlast. Okay. I don't remember it being notable or anything, but I just remember like hearing them and seeing them dude by Sunday, by Sunday I had like, I think, I think that is the, the case that maybe I didn't meet up with my sister Saturday. So by Sunday, I don't think I had a pot to piss in. You know what I mean? Like, I, I I think Sunday, like I really was famished. Like by Sunday, yeah. You know? I mean, I were really you? Was. Yeah, were you eating at all during any of this time? Like, what? what? I, I think Sunday morning, I might have had a little bit of money to get like a soft pretzel or something. Oh. Okay. Uh, so Sunday, like our plan was by then, like um, I think it was just like we'll meet you after the show. Like, so Sunday was fucked up. Sunday was bad. I was dying of like just the heat, um, not having a lot of food. So Sunday was fucking crazy for me, you know? Sunday was like me not having any money. Sunday was the problem of me being 17, 
and me and my sister having been split apart. Now it was like starting to be a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. And by late afternoon, you know, I think I, re- and this is, this is true. I, and this is where I think I, I remember where I don't have, I didn't have a pop to piss in and I didn't have any money because I found a bag of sunflower seeds on the ground. No. And I picked it up. Yeah. I, I found <laughs> a, a clothes bag. Somebody dropped sunflower seeds. So I'm walking around eating sunflower seeds because that was like all I could eat. That's all I could. I couldn't afford the $5 pretzels by this time. You know, it's like afternoon now. Uh, we're Dude, waiting that, for like rage. The, that's like the I, worst I even, hot weather yeah. food. Okay. So also, like I told you, I went into like a 12 step meeting too, right? No. What? Okay. Yeah. There was some 12 step meeting um, that they had in one of these tents, you know? What? Um, yeah. Like it was like some 12 step meeting that they had. And I think I just, I sat down in there. It was like somewhere to go to, to like get away from the sun. And also like, you know, the drinking was like starting to become a problem for me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I wasn't feeling great. You know what I mean? So it was actually the first, it was the first 12 step meeting I was ever at in my whole life. And I'm actually like, like I said, a member of AA now, but I just remember that. I remember people being in there. You're not really supposed to talk about what goes on in those. It wasn't an official NA or AA meeting. So I guess I can say, but like people were like, you know, just venting about how, um, you know, they can't get fucked up. There's all this ecstasy around and they kind of wish they could do it and blah, 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 blah. But I just remember it being a cool place to fucking go sit the fuck down away from the sun. Dude. Yeah, but, but it kind of like, changed your life in a way. Well, yeah, I mean, I didn't go in right then and there, but like maybe, you know, maybe it had like a, you know, a small effect. I don't know. Like I, I didn't actually go into AA until like 13 years later, but like, yeah, that was my first meeting. So I just remember that being a thing. Yeah, dude, by Sunday, I was a mess. By Sunday, like, I didn't have any money. I didn't have any freaking... It was like, all just... It was... In the time from Thursday to Sunday, as a 17-year-old, you, like, went into a 12-step meeting. Like, like that, that's how absolutely. quickly it was. That's so crazy, man. Yeah, like, absolutely. Now, I mean, that, that brings up a, another thing. I mean, what other... If, if you can remember, like, do, do you remember any other kind of, like, the supplemental activities that that were around i know like now that i know that there is you know a 12-step meeting there there was a movie you know there's a movie festival happening in one tent like do you remember any of the other kind of extra stuff outside of the music no the only thing i remember is people trying to go to the bathroom and people trying to get food and you know um yeah people that that that's all it was it was just music heat and people trying to get water in their body and people you know, trying to get food. And that was, that was the whole thing. And people going to the bathroom. That was, that was it. That was That's it. all it was. <laughs> that was all it was for 72 hours. You oh, know, was, man. That, that's what I, you know, that's my recollection, especially by Sunday. You know, Sunday I wasn't fucked up. I wasn't getting fucked up. And it was just like, it was a wasteland by Sunday. It was a wasteland. It was a wasteland. So I'm walking around eating these sunflower seeds and some dude's like, hey, come over here. And because he's like, hey, dude, what are you doing walking around eating sunflower seeds? Are you, are you out of money? You don't have any food? And I'm, he, was a, he was a guy from Ireland. He was an Irishman. And he starts giving me, like, uh, rice cakes. You know, and I, I say, like, thank God for this guy. He sees yeah. that I'm eating a bag of sunflower <laughs> seeds. And he's giving me fucking rice cakes, dude. This guy was like a savior to me. Like, even though rice cakes are like nothing. But uh, Right. Also, know, another food but, I wouldn't want to eat if I was super fucking thirsty. Yeah, so this guy was like, um, this guy was like a, you know, like an angel in in like a sea of like carnage, you know. Uh, and we were we were like far far away from the music. We were on the other side of whatever that drum circle was. I remember the drum circle. I remember going to the drum circle. I remember beating on the drums. No, because it, it was like, yeah, it was like, why not? You know, you walk by it. Like, what's everyone doing? I don't know. They're beating on drums. Yeah, let me get in on this. You know, like I, I did, you know, what was that like? I mean, it's so it's also interesting to me that this was the day that you weren't fucked up. So like you kind of have like right. a, a better memory of it. I mean, the right. drum circle is is so fascinating to me because it lasted the entire festival and it seemed yes, so it did. chaotic. Did it seem that way when you're in it or is that just from yeah. an outsider perspective? It was just a weird thing. Like it was just a weird thing. And like I was like, fuck it. Why not? Like, I, I don't know. It was weird, but it was cool, though, because you could you always knew where you were in relation to the drum circle. Um, 
but yeah, did it make any sense? Not really. Um, but you know, it wasn't dude. Tell you what, they weren't fucking hurting people and they weren't like pushing people and you know, they weren't eating people out in the middle of the field. Like, yeah, you know, Jesus. like they, yeah, they weren't hurting anyone. So the drum circle wasn't a bad thing, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, bizarre. It, you know, it is bizarre. It is. And it was just, dude, it really was like um, uh, empty trash cans, upside down, uh, 55 gallon drums and just all this metal that people were beating on. It was, it was weird. Definitely weird. You know? Yeah. That, that, that's crazy. So, you know, you're, you're really setting the stage great here. You know, like you said, a wasteland, you meet this guy, you have some rice cakes, you go pound on some drum for a while. Well, what acts do you remember seeing on, on Sunday? Not really any, dude. Like, uh, by that time, I remember hearing Everlast, and there was nothing that interested me. Just um, over it. Yeah, definitely over it by then. Um, there was nothing that interested me. It was just like, you know, me trying to me trying to get by the whole day, get through the whole day. I wasn't into the music anymore. I didn't have any money. I was fucking starving. I was thirsty as shit. Um, but that Irishman said, like, well, what do you, what, what do you, you know, still doing here? What do you? I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to see uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, that was one like ray of hope that I still had was to see red hot chili peppers. Maybe that'd be good, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so after me and this guy stopped talking, cause we chit chatted for like a good hour and a half and like, thank God he was there because I was just wandering around aimlessly. Um, yeah, it's kind of sad actually. Like, you know what I mean? Like, cause I, I remember yeah. being 17. Like if I was just alone at this big thing, seeing everyone kind of have fun, it's kind of a melancholic, you know, like experience. You know like. what it was, it was a melancholy experience. And I, I was melancholy. I was like that anyway, because I had, um, I, I had, uh, like, you know, I, I was drinking too much and, and the alcohol wasn't sitting with me well. And, you know, I eventually became an alcoholic. I had a girlfriend who was, overseas that whole entire summer so i was like you know like i was alone i was alone in every way Damn, <laughs> like yeah. you could think about it yeah it was crazy i feel for you i, I, I mean th that's like uh oh, i mean i feel like that's, it's, it's that's a, a quintessential kind of teenage feeling too and to be yep. there yeah i mean you know it's kind of funny it's like we're, we're laughing at all that stuff but now that i'm really thinking about it it's like yeah it's kind of it's, it's kind of sad it is it is you know and you couldn't uh you couldn't get any you couldn't get any water if you were fucking thirsty by especially that last day and dude you didn't go into the porta potties dude like by sunday yeah fucking like forget an about it you're like <laughs> yeah dude so it was so bad and like the walk to the car was so far it was like dude it might have been two miles oh. like because it, it, it might have been two miles from the stage to the, to get it to getting out of there to where the car was it was far as fuck so that uh, to wrap it up was like okay, you know I, I part ways with this Irishman, and um, I go up to see Red Hot Chili Peppers. Somebody fucking hands me a candle, um, whatever. Oh, you like, got one. This is uh, yeah, I think I got a candle. Um, um, I, and you know this is like uh, this is the this is it. And oh yo, I do remember hearing that uh, about oh some secret act, some some secret thing, dude. This is what people were talking about, you know, like people, if you would, you would talk to people, you know, they would, oh, I heard there's going to be some secret act coming Sunday after the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Some, you know, people were legitimately talking about this. This is, you know, oh, like man. I said, this is not, this is not just something from the documentary. Like, right. this was true. This is what people were talking about. Do you remember so, like any of the rumors? Like, like, well, like who specifically people like were speculating it was? No, I do. I do not recall that. Do you no, just remember that they were saying that. like something big's coming. Yeah, that was 23 years ago. So to speculate now, God, I have yeah. no idea. But something no big idea. was supposed to happen, according to everyone. Something, yeah, according to everyone. So I do go up that Red Hot Chili Peppers. Now the sun's going down, and I'm like towards the front of the stage, like near the center. Maybe not like right in the front, but like you know, all of a sudden you turn around and shit's on fire. Now, you know, like this is <laughs> this is fucking this is happening. You know. Like, yeah. I, I guess the only thing I was looking forward to Sunday, I guess, was freaking for the show to end and for to see Red Hot Chili Peppers. I can't believe I stayed there that long. Me being forty years old now, I wouldn't have stayed that long. There's no way, no way. No. <laughs> uh, after the conditions, I wouldn't have stayed in those conditions after seeing it Friday. But to to have gotten through all of Friday, all of Saturday, all of Sunday, and then all of a sudden you're at the very last act and you're up there and. All of a sudden, shit's going on fire, dude. It was fucking crazy, dude. It was crazy, and now something turned. 
some turned and people were, were like not happy and people were just taking their fucking aggression out on everything and, and whatever. Like I remember seeing the fires behind me, you know what I mean? Like it was and it, by that time, I guess when the red hot chili peppers stopped playing, it was over, dude. It was like, there's nothing God, to salvage damn. anymore, you know? So was I just that scary? Walked, I mean, like, like were you kind of just, afraid for your safety or anything like that? Or was it just you like, know oh, what, shit? Dude, I wanted to stay away from the trouble and uh, not get more. Well, I didn't. I, I wasn't tempted to get involved or anything. But, like, I just wanted to now, – now it's time to leave. You know what I mean? Like, I just wanted to get to that fucking exit. And I remember getting to the exit and, um, it, you know, the fires were just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and spreading. So by the time I was le- – by the time I was leaving – yeah, dude, I was glad to go. I wasn't like waiting around to s- sit and see how much destruction can happen now. Like it was like, dude, time to go. This shit show's over. And uh, I remember, I remember seeing a lady. Now I'm now I'm out. I'm out of the place. And uh, I remember seeing a lady selling like uh, little sodas for a dollar outside, like a like someone from the town. Yeah, you know, making money selling selling sodas. And uh, I didn't have I didn't have any. Uh, money and i'm like yo can you just give me a soda and she's like all right she just gave me a soda and, uh, <laughs> just so like just desperation know. like yeah pretty much i'm like here dude i got a quarter like please just give me a <laughs> give me a soda like literally i think i gave her a quarter you know and uh so then by the time you know that was it i think i met up with my sister that night we were outside of the wall so we slept in the car for a couple hours and then as soon as the sun come came up we were out of there dude out of there God and it just damn. looked like yeah we didn't stick around to see so all the the, the national guard probably like freaking they went in when i was on my way out i just don't i don't remember seeing them so i probably got out right before they came in and i guess looking back the only thing i really do regret i kind of wish i did see it the next morning you know went on the other side of the wall you know yeah, right but, but but by the time i was done people were ripping that wall the fuck up and it was just another it had totally turned and, you know, I didn't get involved in that, but I see it, dude. People were angry, dude. It was like corporate America and uh, people were taking their anger out on that. It was just, I just remember like, you know, the, the mood was gone. It, it was a shit show and it was just fucked and everyone knew it, you know, by then. Now, so, when, when you guys get home, I mean, like, are your friends like, holy shit, you went to what's like, like, I mean. Like, what's the reaction, like, you know, like initially when I, you I re- told people you went or, like, when you got back? No, it wasn't that big from friends, but I remember, like, it started trickling about how fucked up it was. And I used to listen to Howard Stern at work and stuff. And, you know, I remember Howard Stern, like, it being on the news and them talking about the rapes and them talking about the riots, uh, you know. But between my friends and all that, like, I just, I just told my story to them. And, like, it was just, it was a known shit show. You know, right. it was a no shit show. Yeah. So, so what, when, what, when you're what, listening to the news, though, and, and you're hearing, you know, the, the reports of the assaults coming in and, and the riots and the looting and, and all that stuff. I mean, what, was there anything that shocked you? Like, were you you're like, wow, like I knew it was bad, but I didn't think it could get that bad. Or like, was it kind of the opposite where you're like, yep, like all that shit checks out? No, 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 no. Like just the looting. I think people I think people were starting to like loot and becomes destructive Sunday night when the fires I'm walking out of there, dude, I wanted to just get the fuck out of there. Like I had enough common sense not to just stick around and and watch, you know what I mean? So I saw the like riots beginning, you know what I mean? Like I saw the groups of people, like I saw the groups of people starting to act like a mob and like I was out by then. Like I wasn't part of that and I didn't want to be part of that scene. Like, it, it was to me it was like that whole limp biscuit crowd that mosh pit fucking thing like they're taking it to another level now they're taking it out on you know the facility they're burning the fuck they're fucking burning the place dude like so it was like yeah like i don't know dude like it was not what i is not not what i was thinking about thursday going up you know yeah like, no no totally it, i i meant though uh, you know like like when the reports start coming in like on, on the news and you're hearing about the stuff like oh yeah like, like oh, i mean yeah. were, were, oh, you, yeah. were you surprised oh, by any of the stuff oh, no, that came out no no nothing surprised me like i said like i kind of almost i think i kind of saw a fucking rape you know what i mean yeah. like i don't know maybe i mean i don't know like the girl was fucked up <laughs> you know like i don't know <laughs> 
it's I don't bad. Know I mean, it, it's kind of it's, it's it sounds a little like kind of traumatizing. You know what I mean? For you to remember it like so clear, like that's that. I mean, that's something that yeah. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't forget. You know, it's it's kind of right. Like I I don't remember exactly where I was during every single thing, but dude, that fucking happened. Like this dude laid a girl down in the middle of the crowd. You know, like so. Anyway, ah. everything that I heard, everything I heard, checked out. And as far as the riots, like yeah, I saw it. I saw those fires. Like as far as. The, I saw it like the, when I saw footage of the state troopers, I think I forget where I saw that out later on, um, maybe like an MTV special a year later or something like that. Right. Um, um, I, I remember being like, yeah, dude, like I just happened to like be gone five minutes before that happened. Like I got through the gate. The whole goal was to get through the fucking gate and get the fuck out of there. Jesus you know? Christ. Well, yeah, dude, I got to tell you, man, up. this is uh, definitely a harrowing tale to say the least. Yep. Um, yeah. Now, but before I let you go, how, how did you find the show? Oh, I uh, I just love podcasts, dude. Like, I love listening to podcasts. So I don't know how I found it, but, like, I just somehow got on Woodstock 99 something. Well, it was probably, like, a search term in my iTunes um, search. Woodstock, Woodstock 99, you know, me being there. Let's, like, reminisce. Oh, the anniversary was coming up. That's what it was. So oh, it was yeah. a couple years ago. That's what it was. The anniversary was coming up and I found the podcast and I just like subscribed to it and I started listening to like every episode, you know what I mean? And uh, um, I would just listen at work and I would just, you know, I would listen sporadically and I think I came on to it later. So there was already like a plethora of episodes. Right. So, yeah, probably more yeah. than there should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate no. you contacting us, man. Thank you for sharing your story. This was killer. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, that you made it out okay, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I made it out okay, too. And uh, thanks for doing the podcast, and thanks for having me on. A- absolutely. And, hey, if, uh, if, you're, if your sister's uh, interested, we'd love to hear her side of the story, too. All right. Oh, God forbid. All right, <laughs> All right man. Take it easy. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. I mean, when we told you at the top of the episode that this was going to be a little on the graphic side, uh, we weren't lying. And, you know, my takeaway is you can't you, you, you can't dictate how someone tells their own experience. Right. So while it is very serious and while there are laughs there, you could obviously tell that Tim was deeply disturbed by the the his experience at Woodstock 99 particularly the one instance that I'm sure stands out in this episode and um you know it's important to to hear that kind of stuff again you know every one of these survivor stories is a piece of the puzzle that makes up what Woodstock 99 truly was and I'm I was just happy to you know have him on so With that being said, folks, we have plenty more Survivor stories coming your way. I'm actually recording another one uh, in just a couple hours here. So it's uh, been busy over here at the Podcast 99 slash Culture Dump Studios. And as always, if you went to, worked at, or played Woodstock 99, contact us at podcast99official at gmail.com or on Instagram at podcast99. I'm Ryan Lichten, and I'll see you at Woodstock.